This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. It's Motivational Monday. And yes, we should start the week on a nice positive note. Now, people tend to compartmentalize personal issues and work-related issues in different boxes, thinking they should have nothing to do with each other. The truth is, it is the same person experiencing both, not two split personalities handling them independent uh, of each other, in most cases at least. Um, and at the heart of all exp- experiences is the one human being who carries the same set of values, beliefs, and attitudes into a different areas of his or her life. A limiting belief in one area of life can impact and impede progress in other areas. So if you have personal issues, they're definitely going to weigh you down at work and vice versa, unless you can induce amnesia on oneself. Now, Human Equation founder Sheila Singham is back today, the last Monday of the month, to discuss case studies. This is our Tools for Transformation series. So this week, she's focusing on how personal beliefs impact work and business and vice versa, and how she's helped her clients resolve this. So Welcome back, Sheila. Um, yes, every time I see you, one month has gone. How 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 quickly time has flown. But we'll we'll go straight into this uh, case study here. And this is a young entrepreneur uh, who experienced lo- failure and losses in his business and was demoralized. Uh, he went back into the workforce to make ends meet, but was unhappy and his heart wasn't in it. Uh, his feelings impacted his marriage in a negative way as he became emotionally disengaged from his spouse. What's the story here, Sheila? Mm. Okay, it was very interesting because it started with the spouse coming to see me and uh, explaining the situation. And she just thought that it was a result of him just dissociating. She couldn't tell the reasons for that. Okay, because, you know, they're, they're actually a very loving couple. And she thought in the beginning that it had something to do with his childhood and things like that because he, he came from a you know, broken family. But that those issues had somewhat been resolved. So after I said to her that, you know, your husband has to come and see me. So he came to see me. And after talking um, at length, I realized that he was feeling very demoralized because his business had failed. He was feeling almost, the word you could say is important, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And um, that, you know, he felt that he couldn't make a success of things. So I had to come back. I've lost money. I'm not able to give my wife the things that uh, she wants, you know. And, and so all this is going on in his head. All la. this is going on inside his head la, because they, they had a pretty decent affluent lifestyle. And then now, you know, he's short of money and things like that. Um, so we, he had limiting beliefs. Okay, he had limiting beliefs that I cannot do business, I'm not good enough, no one, I'm not worthy of being respected and loved and all sorts of things. So, of course, we, we got rid of those limiting beliefs and then we set well-formed outcomes for him. We, we, when you get rid of a limiting belief, you need to replace it with an empowering belief. Otherwise, there's a vacuum, right? Mm. So, there's a vacuum that, you know, you don't have anything to believe in. So we replaced that with empowering beliefs. We showed him how from a very young age, he actually had started a couple of businesses that worked. Mm. So one failed business does not a failure make, Mm. right? So um, we spoke to him about it and and then we we gave him empowering beliefs. And then when he, he had the empowering beliefs, let go of the limiting beliefs, then he began to feel better about himself. There was an instant lift. From there... We helped him to set well-formed outcomes for himself as to what business he might go into next or could he revive that business. 
you know. So he looked at all the options. He set the well-formed outcome. And I think we've discussed what those are. Those are outcomes that follow a certain structure whereby you write, you sort of write down or say what you really, really want. And then you ha- give yourself an evidence um, procedure as in how will you know you have achieved it. And then you look at some of the obstacles that might stop you. And what are the resources you need? And that helps you to plan it out. Hmm. So he planned it out, gave himself timelines. And he was very, very much encouraged and cheered after that. Hmm. But you see, we were talking earlier, Frida, about how very often um, personal things impact work, right? And sometimes we don't see how work issues can actually impact your personal life. So in this instance, all of that stuff going on inside of him, I'm not worthy of being loved and all that, was causing him to pull himself away from his wife and intimacy was affected. Mm. Okay, so that was why she was getting rather alarmed and frustrated. So when all of this was settled with regard to his competency work-wise in terms of business, right, his career, he went back and there was an instant sort of reconnecting with his wife. It's, it's as if like they were going through their early courtship again and mm. you know there was so much love going on. And that's not the end of the story. Mm. Right? A month or two later, uh, actually two months later, the wife contacted me and said she was expecting. Oh dear. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. So, you know, in terms of that importancy in his mind had been translated into his body. Into the physical, right? So, mm. I mean, it really is mind, body and soul. Huh? Mm. So, I mean, I, and, and I guess you were saying how it was replaced with, you know, uh, uh, more, po- well... Empowering beliefs. Empowering beliefs. So, what was what was that, that statement or that saying that he had uh, to replace the old one? The old one was that, you know, I, I can't do business, uh, I'm a failure. The empowering one was that, I can do a business. Mm. So what he what involved it involved was him going back and taking learnings, you know, from the the time that limiting beliefs started, the event that started it, to take the learnings from it. Mm. And and that again, and and I've spoke we've spoken about this many times on the show before that. The thing that's going to allow you to let go of your limiting beliefs or your negative emotions is that ability to go and revisit when it took root and find out what are the positive ah. learnings you can take for yourself. So you've got to pull the roots out. Hmm. You know, so you can't handle it from a surface level. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to take the positive learnings. Only then can you pull the roots out. Mm, okay. You know, one of the things that... Uh, you. you when you are in that state of helplessness, really at the end of the day, is that helplessness and everything else doesn't seem to function because you're in a state of helplessness. And I guess what you're trying to do here as you go through that process, um, you're showing that we are all resourceful. Yes. You know, and resourceful doesn't mean I got more money, mm. but resourceful that, hey, I am taking some, the next step is, mm. so I'm moving towards something positive. Yeah, the one thing you want to do when someone is in a helpless state mm. is to show them the tools that help can help them gain control again of themselves. Mm. If they cannot control the situation, because situ- situations have got external circumstances and people involved, but you can actually take back control of your mind, mm. your state, your reactions, your perceptions, and you must. A lot of times that, that feeling of helplessness is in the mind. 
So go back and look at what learnings you can take. What are the opportunities out there? And you've got to let go of whatever is limiting you so that you can move forward in an empowering state. Mm-hmm. And, and I've just found sometimes it's just one session. One coaching session where you get rid of what's holding you back. You give the person that power to take learnings and, and give them a vision of where they can go. Right. I think the worst thing is to be really, it's a state of, you're in a state of limbo. Hmm. Right. And then when you're in a state of limbo, nothing seems to work. Absolutely. Because you don't know where to go. That's why sometimes you can't pull yourself out. Yeah. It's like a drowning man. All right. Uh, He needs someone to come and help pull him out. Yeah. So in this case, after you've, you know, had this well-formed outcomes for him, so the business then improved or or what steps did he take? Well, actually, the business was dormant. Mm -hmm. So he actually had the... They call it the samangat, you know, mm, the, the, mm, the will mm. uh, and the um, confidence to go back and start um, start the business again, kickstart right. it again. So I think now, right now, he's in the process of um, getting investors and mm. coming up with a new business model for the business, which is still a step. No, yeah. a, a step for oh. many steps ahead of where he was before as in it's a failed business they can't do anything with it right okay mm. so then after like in these sort of cases like you know do they meet you again or if they feel they need to take some next steps in or, or usually like in sometimes like you say just one session and the person's mm. ready to go again well you see what I usually like people to do is to come up and sort of sign up for at least three sessions sometimes if it's like a dire need and they can only come for one then you know come for one whatever it takes to help the person so in this instance he is in touch with me many of my coaching clients do sort of keep in touch with me and and update me on you know what they are doing and um, it, it's just sort of like a confidence booster right. for them you know okay and I, I just go oh great good job you know and that actually cheers people on. Right. Uh, we'll listen to, uh, we'll talk about other case studies after this. I'm here with uh, Sheila Singham in our Tools for Transformation series. You're listening to Enterprise. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Because feelings matter. BFM 89.9. It's uh, Enterprise. Good morning, I'm Frida Liu. It's Motivational Monday. And here, but who better to motivate us is Sheila Singham from Human Equation. Uh, it's our Tools for Transformation series. And uh, we're, you know what we normally do is go through some uh, case studies. And uh, what we'll be discussing uh, earlier on and also in, in just a moment, how, you know, how one area of your life really does impact work, business, because you're one person, right? Mm. Um, so these things do impact you. Uh, you know, you can't say, I leave the office, I'm one person, and then I come back home. I'm another person, right? Mm. So in this case here, here's another one as well. A business mm. own, owner who handled the creative side of business that reached a plateau in the business and wanted to do more uh, to push her boundaries and expand. So however, she had several limiting beliefs acquired as a result of choosing to take on her husband's statements that she wasn't qualified to handle business matters mm. and marketing and that she would fail. Mm. Um, that's a dream, remain a dream, and she remained frustrated. So how did you help her? This was very interesting. I decided to take a new approach, right? Rather than just coaching her out of her limiting beliefs, she really needed to have an idea where to go in the business. So I sort of recruited a, a panel of people to come and we had a brainstorming session, which I facilitated. Um, so what happened during this was that we realized that she actually, what was actually stopping her were the limiting beliefs, And every time we were coming up with new ideas and things, she was saying, yeah, but, you know, yeah, but. So we had, uh, we we put something in place that says, no, you can't say, yeah, but. There must be no restrictions, no barriers. Because the minute you have a dream 
and then you start putting barriers, it's definitely not going to take off. So we use several tools. Um, these are very great tools for business planning, actually. You know, whether you're a small company, a big company. So what we did was, of course, we gave her the well-formed outcome. And what do you really, really want? Mm. Visualize it. So she visualized that she wanted to expand her store mm-hmm. in, in a premier shopping center in town. She wanted to make it twice its size and she could visualize the decor. You know, she wanted a real fresh look and she wanted to have a secondary brand that she actually carries very quietly. Now she wants to rebrand that as okay. well. So she's she's got her brand and her, her steady uh, customers, but she's moving in the direction of, of a, re, you know, a new brand as well. And then she wanted to tie that in with a purpose that, you know, her, her jewelry is modeled on nature. Mm. So every piece of nature that she modeled a jewelry on to have a story behind it mm. to, to educate people and conservation and all that. So she had all these exciting ideas. So that came out of the conversation. So that was her well for outcome. So we asked her, what is the resources that are stopping you? There were two, la, two mm. things that are stopping her from achieving this right now. One is the finances. Mm-hmm. Two was the limiting beliefs. Okay, because she had the talent, the creativity. She has the clientele, you know, and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, and uh, okay, there was another thing that's stopping her. She said that was people, a, a team mm-hmm. to assist her because, you know, she couldn't do everything on her own. So three things, all right? First was the financing, second was the team, and third was the limiting beliefs. So we said, what do you do about a team? Start recruiting, sourcing, and then the ideas came about where to go and source this, this you know, v- vibrant, creative young team to help her take this in the new direction. Number two, we looked at financing. Hmm. So all the options were laid out to her. So you have these people who are there brainstorming, coming up with ideas. And so they put in place all the um, help to, to, to give ideas. Hmm. And we then looked at what was viable. So we coached her into what was viable. And then we realized if those two are taken care of, then just just her limiting beliefs. Hmm. Which if she comes to get coaching with, which she has actually already mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. coming to get coaching and to remove the limiting beliefs that, and I'm not clever enough, I don't have a degree in marketing, so I can't do this. Uh, All that being taken care of, hmm. that this business was ready to go. Right. So what happened was when she came in, she had felt, like you said earlier, helpless. Hmm. I'm stuck. I can't move forward, right? Because hmm. of all these things, restrictions, many of them in my head. Hmm. When at the end of the session... She insisted on taking us all out for lunch um, because she had that that spark ah, came back into right. her life. That spark that was missing for so many years. Mm. You know, and a lot of business people go through that. You, yeah. you build a business, you start it, you take it to a different level. Mm. And then when it's at its peak, you feel, what more can I do? And that's one reason why very successful people sell their businesses. Mm. Sometimes you look, why? He's doing so well. Yeah. Why are you selling? I'm selling because in terms of my achievement level, I've done all I can with it now. Mm. Now I want to sell it to someone, let them run it, and and I want to go and start something new. Right. Mm. So that was what, because she's creative. Mm. She needed to create. Yeah. So now it was just maintaining, it wasn't exciting her anymore. So she needed new sparks mm. uh, to, 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 to bring the love back. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I gave her deadlines. Mm. I gave her deadlines to do each thing, to give get down a list of investors, to do a business plan, to go and start sourcing the team and to come up with marketing ideas and mm. so forth. So she's right now 
in the process of doing that and in the process of being coached out of a limiting beliefs. Mm, okay, so this is this sometimes uh, you know when you feel like you're stuck and all that, you know, and there always there's always something holding us back, right? And yeah. It, as, and of course it helps that I guess I guess when you go through the process, there's this mind map going on and yeah. even drawing that out, it's like wow, things are possible. No, it's true. Yeah. Sometimes mm. I advocate people who are in business who've come to like a barrier, mm. um, just pull in different people from different backgrounds. You know, yes, as a coach, I can go and coach you in your limiting beliefs. I can give you a new direction, set well form outcomes and all that. But I would just have one perspective on fresh new ideas. So put two, three people there, you know, maybe from your company or outside your company, right? To just bring them there and brainstorm and get someone to just facilitate to see that it's going the right direction. Mm. It's amazing what you can come up with. And that's something I'm planning to do on a monthly basis with um, different businesses, small right. businesses who can't see beyond where they are now. Yeah. So how do they take it to a different notch? Right. And, and, and there's a lot of people like that, right? They, they need to just sort of get a new, a new vision almost. Yeah. 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 Now, now I, this is another case study here. And this is a young administrator with a degree in commerce who was not performing. Her boss labeled her as lazy and unproductive and asked you to deal with her. All right. So what was your approach to enhancing her performance? It's very simple. I just called her in and I said, this girl runs marathons. Huh? So if you run marathons, you're not lazy. Huh? Okay. Right? Right. You run marathons, Frida? I, I run one. I do run, but, uh, but the full marathon. Yeah, parts. you can't be lazy and run. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I told her, what do, you, what do you really, really want to do? Mm. Clearly, administration is not your cup of tea. Mm. And she said that she wanted to go into the fitness business. Okay. Right? So I said to her, what's stopping you? I just asked her questions. Right. Sometimes as a coach, you don't want to, as a coach really, you don't want to impose all your ideas and map of the world and tell them what to do. I just said, so how come you're not in that business? Mm. Why are you here? Here to cari makan lah. I need money mm. for a job. But why are you not doing that? Because I need to get a qualification. Mm. So why aren't you getting the qualification? And she said, no money. Mm -hmm. So where can you find money? She said, oh, I don't know, bank, you know. So I, I gave a tasking to go and find the money, find the, the resources. resources to do the course and just open up for her. I didn't tell her mm. what to do. So she did eventually. Okay. And no. then, uh -huh. and then, here's the thing. She continued to work there, mm. okay, to get the money to pay for the loan. She went for her classes. Um, I left. The consultancy with the company ended. And this is what's so uplifting. And these are the moments that, you know, so make me realize why I do what I do. She, called, she messaged me a year later and said, I'm now a fully qualified fitness coach. Mm. And um, I wanted you to be the first to know. Right. And then I, I bumped into her several months ago, um, several months later. And she was working for a fitness company. And she had been nominated, voted fitness trainer, coach of the year, three months in a row. Hmm. So you tell me, is this person lazy? Right. Now, okay, in, in this case here, right, this is her boss mm. asking you to deal with her. How did you handle the boss? First of all, I said to the boss, you cannot come and name, name call people. All right. And this is what I would say to every superior manager, team leader, never label your staff and say they're lazy, they're unproductive, they're stupid and things like that. You cannot 
brand a person based on their behavior. A person is not their behavior. In a particular context or a particular milieu, they are not motivated. They could come across as lazy, but you cannot use that word. Because if a person is not motivated, it's not going to perform to the best of its ability. All right. I mean, put aside the questions of integrity and all that. I have worked in situations where I wasn't really inspired, but I gave it my best because that's my value system. Mm. So sometimes you need to go back to the person and elicit their values and bring them back, bring them to mind. Okay, uh, in reg- with regard to their values, and say, well, your value system was integrity and honesty. So company is paying you a salary, but you're not sort of towing the line there. You know, you're not producing and performing. So um, I just put it to you. You're not, you're violating your own values. Maybe that's also another reason not feeling good. Right. So and so, what I did with this young lady was I gave her helped her to see a vision for where she could be. But at the same time, I said to her, at this point, you need to give your best to the organization because it's giving you the means. Yeah. And and then again, I went back to the boss and I said, you also need to look at what's motivating her. Hmm. Right now, at, at the end of the day, the boss is the one who recruited her. So you got to look at your recruitment strategies. Lah. Hmm. In the point of recruiting, were you so desperate to some, for someone that you didn't care to ask them at that time whether they're really excited about the job or what they really, really want to do? So this is what I would say if for all people who are in HR or recruiting out there. Mm-hmm. You need to elicit the value system of your potential candidate, of your candidate, so that you can find out whether the job scope is going to help meet that. So if someone says at the top of his value system, right, he needs excitement in the job. And, and the job is a pretty routine administration. Yeah. How can it, exciting can it be, right? Right. So then, I, I mean, the, a person who's running, traveling around the world to run marathons, spending all her money to do that, clearly wants some excitement of yeah. movement. And she's probably a very kinesthetic person because mm. she wants to be in fitness and you know cycling and running and dancing and all that. And here you're putting her to do a desk job. Right. Not going to happen. Maybe if you put her in marketing or sales, she might do better because she's out there. She's moving. Yeah. So it's a, it, it really when you have that conversation. Is a, it's a deeper conversation because if you look at it, okay, la, she's got a degree in commerce, mm. must be suitable. Mm. You know, so it has a very superficial kind of view of things. But if you really sit down with a person, hey, you may have a degree in this, but it seems like from what you like to do, you're probably more cut out for, to do that, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have a degree in mathematics, you know. I, well, once upon a time, I was teaching mathematics. I made the most of it, yeah. right, to, to, to make an impact there. But it wasn't really my cup of tea. La. And today, am I using the mathematics? In a way, yes, yeah. the problem solving, you know. Yeah. Like, so any degree you have is basically just the discipline mm. to help you discipline and clarify your thinking, to think according to a certain process. La. But you might not necessarily want to be doing that. I know accountants who want to go into event management. Management, you know, so um, and I and I know lots of people, lawyers who don't want to practice law. I know a medical doctor who wants to be in the entertainment business. Right. So you ask the question, why did you go and study that? I mean, just it doesn't matter. I've got a degree; it gives me a, a broader perspective on on things, you know. Mm. So, but then it doesn't mean that where you went and studied is where you're going to end up. Yeah, mm. it, that's not going to determine the rest of your life. Yeah, 
Right. So that's why I say never be limited hmm. or boxed in by the choices you made when you didn't have a choice. Hmm. Many of us went and studied what we did because didn't have a choice. That was the course we got. That was, that was what the, father and mother were willing to pay, pay for. Right. Like if you told father mother you want to be a musician, they wouldn't have paid for it. Hmm. So uh, they pay for you to do law. La. Then you go and do law. <laughs> and then after that, you want to be a musician, go. La. If you can make ends meet, fine. Right. So, you know, the sky's the limit. Hmm. So never be limited by what other people think you should be doing by the choices other people made for you. If you have been in your life at any point in your life today, if you're in working independently, you have the choice of either still being anchored mm. to that or breaking free and going forth and doing what you truly believe in. So it really is important, I mean, finding out your values and because you, you, you're you going to be this person, whether you're at work or at home or wherever. Mm. So you better, I guess, get true to your values and, and, and then you'll be able to move forward as well. Absolutely. Right. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, Motivational Monday, uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation, our Tools for Transformation series. BFM 89.9.